hope you're tucked in. Cause you are now in bed with Dr. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of In Bed with Dr. Sue. This show is one that I've tried to bring you guys for over two years now, but it's been very difficult to get a furry to talk about what they enjoy because they have been persecuted in the media for so long. You're about to meet Sinta, a furry from Germany who was brave enough to want to set the record straight about what furries are actually into. I say that Sinta's brave not just because I always think it's brave to discuss anything you enjoy that would be considered esoteric in our society, but because Sinta risks being ostracized from the furry community for talking to me at all. What you're about to hear will probably shock you, but not for the reasons you may have already in your mind about what furries do, but more about what they don't do. My hope is that the furry community listens to this and that they realize that not all of us in the media are dirtbags and that maybe they can point people to this podcast and prove once and for all that they're just like us, different, diverse, and deliciously interesting. Here's my interview with Cinta. Thank you so much, Cinta, for being here. You have no idea how long I have tried to get a furry interview. So this for me is a huge coup, only because I know that furries have been misrepresented in the media, and I want to make sure that you're not this time. So Cinta, is is that your fursona name? Yeah, that's the, that's the name of my fursona. It's uh, Echte Sinter, but in short, Sinter, because actually no furry has uh, a first and a second name. Oh, okay. So when you're, this, this is what we're here to do, is let's educate everybody. Okay. So when you create, you create a fursona, correct? Uh, yeah, not every furry has to. This is um, actually one of the misconceptions about furries, is that they all have to do this or part of the culture is to do that. It actually isn't. The only common denominator among furries is that they like anthropomorphic designs. That's just all there is to it. It's actually kind of boring when you put it like that. And this is just the thing, is I don't think anybody really understands when you adopt this fursona. Is it more along the lines of Comic-Con in the sense of if I want to pretend to be the Flash, yeah. is that not similar to what you guys are doing? It actually is. For some people, it's um, they genuinely want to be that character. For some people, it's just cosplay. For some people, they project themselves onto the character. And for internet role-playing games, something or some people don't actually create a persona for themselves, but still uh, identify as furry. Okay, so how did you know that you were a furry? How did you know that this was something you wanted to get into? Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a furry for as much as I uh, can really consciously remember, but I haven't had the word for this kind of a thing yet. I started to identify as a furry four years ago, but I still wasn't part of the fandom. I uh, started to become part of the fandom for, I don't know, around one and a half years ago. I've got in touch with my local furry community. It's actually uh, a challenge to admit to other people that you are a furry since they have these weird conceptions. And you know, as a furry, you know that people have these misconceptions. And it's kind of tough. 
Well, it's got to be, and I'm not obviously going to throw this lightly, but it's got to be on the same level as coming out and being gay. You know that people aren't going to accept you. And as a matter of fact, I think being gay is more acceptable than being a furry. Well, actually it is. And it really shouldn't be like coming out as a gay. It should be like coming out as a Trekkie. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The, the preconceptions have just framed the issue in these weird colors. I can't help it. But do you think it's because authors have come out, as we said, like with the Vanity Fair no. um, article that came out and they were describing everything and probably that's what started everything going into a negative um, direction in the sense of it got into a very sexual realm. Yeah. Is there a sexual element to being a furry at all? Well, no, actually there isn't. One of the main misconceptions about furries is that this is some sort of sexual thing or this is this has, in fact, intrinsically anything about sex. It hasn't. If you visit a furry convention or something, you you just marvel at the utter lack of sexual stuff. I mean, you can find sexuality within the fandom, which, I mean, you can find sexuality within the Doctor Who fandom. You can find sexuality within the Star Trek fandom. It's at the same level. I'd treat furries just like Star Trek fans or just like any other fans of any other thing ever. So for some furries, there is a sexual element, but for most furries, it's not. It's more or less just adopting a fursona. And is it not more just sort of falling into that fursona and now you interact with other, is it furries or furs? How do you say it properly? You can say both. You can say both? Yeah. So you're interacting with other furs yeah. as that persona, correct? Um, I mean, that's more for people who are into role playing. I'm not, I don't role play. I, I think that's kind of childish, but I mean, that's my thing. So what do you get out of it? So, okay, so let's go back. Sorry, I'm just going to back up a little bit. So you started figuring out four or five years ago that there's a name for what you were feeling. What were you feeling? How did you know that there was something there? Like, I'm trying to get into your head to see mm -hmm. what makes you and me different. Like, we all grow up watching cartoons and watching, you know, all the different characters and things. And of course, even as children, we, we role play and we do all, we become, you know, little puppies or little cats or we pretend. Yeah. But as an adult, how did you, like, how did that come into your mind? Well, for me, furry isn't about the role playing or the pretending to be an animal or to pretend to be anything you are not. Furry can just be this aesthetic appreciation of anthropomorphic creatures. For me, it's just all about the aesthetics. It's more on the lines of you, you watch Disney movies or you watch anything with anthropomorphic creatures in it and you just think my goodness this is actually this is actually beautiful I, I'd want to look like that but I don't pretend that I look like that I'm not a wishful thinker but that's my prerogative and what is your animal uh, I'm a fox yeah an anthropomorphic fox some some furries are not into anthropomorphic creatures but are more into uh, four-leg designs things that would draw their characters as a barrel but um, I'm a fox so you're a fox how do you identify with a fox it's not that I identify with a fox. It's more like I think foxes are beautiful creatures and I uh, wish I could be more fox-like. So you, if you had your way, would you want to turn into a fox? Yeah, I think I would uh, change at least my uh, my body. So you're not the type of furry that dons a fox suit and then 
goes to a convention. That's not what you are. No, uh, for a year or so ago, I thought actually that uh, fursuits are actually kind of kitschy. I didn't like them that much, but when you come to the right kind of fursuit, it has a certain kind of magic to it, seriously. It's kind of nice. I would just think it would be easier to adopt the fox if I could put on a pair of ears. Do you know what I mean? Like if I could, yeah. you, you don't have to put on the whole suit. I would tend to think full suits would be incredibly hot and annoying. Yeah. But even just to put on like little ears and have little paws or something, then you can feel it more. But you don't do that? No, I don't do that. To me, um, it, it's that's my thing, okay? I don't want to mm-hmm. and offend any furry who maybe listens to this. To me, this strikes as kind of wishful thinking. That's my prerogative. I personally wouldn't feel right about that. There are furs who do dress up in full suits. Yeah. There are furs who dress up partially. Yeah. Like like I said, with the little, like, say, just ears and paws or maybe a tail. And then there are furs like yourself who do not adopt any kind of costume. Yeah. We have furs that do the whole sexual realm, but we have furs that don't and, and primarily don't. Uh, there, there are certain preconceptions about uh, furries who I think are utter myths, who I think don't exist at all. I mean, if, if you say that there are furries who accept, who take the fandom as something sexual, no, not really. I mean, personally, one of the preconceptions is that furries have sex in their in their fursuits. I don't even see how that's physically possible, which I thought was ridiculous. Actually, you're right. It's ridiculous. Like I said, they're hot. They're uncomfortable. They can't be fun to be in. Like I, it, yeah. To me, it would just be like you would be encased in something that would drive me crazy. So feeling sexual inside a humongous suit, I fail to see that. Where did the terminology yiffing come from, which is considered, quote unquote, mating? Yeah. You've got... Fur pile, which is an orgy. Hello, you throw yeah. ten people all in suits in a pile. There's gonna be no sex going on. I just find that funny. I mean, if this indeed exists at all somewhere, I haven't heard about heard about it yet. I know my share of furries. Uh, Yiffing, uh, this I don't know if this label originated somewhere in the fandom or if this was just came from somewhere. It would be interesting, yeah, it would be interesting to see where George Gurley got this information for his yeah. piece for Vanity Fair. He's getting into the whole saying here that it's sex, it's a religion, it's a whole new way of life, and he was the one that was throwing all this terminology out, yeah. which, of course, then everybody thinks like CSI and their fetish du jour, yeah. throwing something in, because they would. I mean, every week it was just something different. It was completely misrepresented. I mean, it's just interesting where all this came from if it never existed. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, I think one of the first ways in which Furry was introduced to the public was this stupid CSI episode. Mm-hmm. I agree, because that was the first one, and that was probably the stupidest representation. Even when I watched it the first time, I'm going, none of this even makes sense. Of course, it's done to the extreme. It's Hollywood. That's what Hollywood gets paid to do. But, yes, I can see where that now has created a whole other level of, oh, great, now we're completely misunderstood. Right, and some people even to this day think that. We recently got an article on uh, Salon, which uh, got, the journalist got her information entirely out of this CSI episode and this Vanity Fair piece. She didn't even care to talk to any furry. 
it's amazing. The entire article was about how furries are the fetish du jour, and um, it baffles me that no one even cares to talk to a furry when their entire piece is about furries. And not surprising. However, I will say that I am extremely pleased she wrote it because it was me posting that article <laughs> that got you to talk to me. So I'm going to say bravo for screwing up. <laughs> So that's fine. She can screw up all she wants. That's that's great because it, it finally is getting the truth out, which is what we want. And and I agree. She has no she has no interviews in this article whatsoever with any furries. She just kind of went in and threw it all together with stuff she was picking up on the internet. There was an article on BuzzFeed, which we both read, which seemed to go into it much deeper because he actually was interviewing furs. So that made it a little bit better. He was more into discussing things like, oh, well, we've got sexual incidences. We've got, you know, furs that have been picked up for doing indecent exposure or whatever. The thing is, you guys, remember this. It doesn't matter what you do. And it doesn't even have to be sexual. Someone out there is going to take it and screw it up. In other words, there's going to be a sexual assault charged for anything anybody likes. So you can't look at those and go, oh, well, furries are pervs. Sorry, I can find you pervs in absolutely every single aspect of sex. Every fetish, every everything. So pointing to that is ridiculous. Because it it doesn't mean anything. I see that, but I see um, also the, uh, a weird double standard that's put out there. I mean, uh, when it comes to furries behaving indecently, people care to mention that. By the way, this guy was a furry. If someone was, I don't know, a Star Trek fan, my go-to example, a Star Trek fan, and he somehow uh, was behaving decently. Then, yeah, let's say a Star Trek fan walked into the middle of the park and started masturbating in his Star Trek outfit. Say he's Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk goes to the park and starts masturbating. That would be kind of a shocker, and I think that would a journalist would probably mention that this guy was a Star Trek fan. But if this guy was just a Star Trek fan and he was without a costume and he was just publicly, publicly masturbating at something, then... Oh, you'd never hear about it. Yeah, but if this guy was a furry and he wasn't dressed at all in his furry outfit or something... That would much much more plausibly be uh, uh, mentioned in some article. By the way, this guy was a furry. Ha ha! Aren't these guys? They are added again. Ha ha! Uh, but if he wasn't in costume, what would be the point of the article? Like, if some guy's just picked up for masturbation in the park, he's not dressed as anything. Yeah. And it just like, where would the whole? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It seems to be the people that will run out in costume and do something negative. Yeah that's going to cause more of a media attention around it simply because it's quote-unquote different. Yeah, I've seen articles about just indecent behavior, not, not in costume, not anything bizarre like that. The only oddity in the entire piece that, by the way, was that, by the way, this guy was a furry. It was about some someone had uh, some sort of indecent stuff, and that guy was convicted, and there was an article about that guy saying that a furry... Furry X Y Z has this. Yeah, it, it's just it's a mess. It is, and that's the reason why we're doing what we're doing because all of this needs to be straightened out. You cannot go by the actions of very few. It runs the same in the BDSM community. There's nut bars out there that end up beating on women that say they're doing it because well I'm a dom. No, 
It, it's all the same thing. It's coming from misinformation. Here's my point, and this is something that I know people are going to be curious about. For you, what do you get out of it if you're not dressing up and you're not – if you were to go to a fur convention and you're not dressed up, what's the point? I relish being in the presence of people who kind of get me, who kind of get okay. what, I, what I think is awesome. The same thing – my go-to thing, the same thing with Star Trek people. If, you, if you're not dressing up as Captain Kirk, what do you get as uh, – by going to a Star Trek convention. just Oh, because you enjoy... Yeah, okay, I get it. Because you enjoy being surrounded by everything Star Trek. Okay. Just surrounded by Star Trek stuff. Same thing with furry. I'm surrounded at furry conventions. I'm surrounded by uh, furries, by fursuiters, and by um, just furry artwork and furry stuff. I just relish being that. Yeah. And there's been some negative um, misinformation online with a lot of let's say, anime, who have placed these anthropomorphic figures into extremely graphic sexual situations in cartoons and things like that. I don't think that's helped either. No, there are vicious, vicious people around out there. And I I personally know people who are, I don't know, sitting in their own vitriol, drawing other people's personas, just mauled. Characters who who those people have built up, have... John have spent their money and time into, and they just relish drawing them mauled up and gobbled up. and it's, it's Which I think, to be totally honest on the artist part, and hey, if you want to come and talk to me, no problem. From an artist standpoint, I really think what you're doing is you're screwing up your own art. Yeah. Why? None. Like, why go down that road if you're that good of an artist that you are creating these beautiful, because some of them are like, if we pull the sex out of it, the actual characters themselves are drawn very, very nicely. I mean, what, like, what is, the, what do you get from that? I think you have a, a problem as the artist. You have a bestiality problem. Most fairy arts isn't pornographic. There is pornographic art out there, but uh, most isn't. It's uh, around, uh, I don't know. Uh, 22% was the figure I got. On Fur Affinity, artwork is, in fact, some sort of not safe for work, but that doesn't in itself mean sexual. That just means there is, I don't know, genitalia shown or uh, a nipple or something. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it porno yet. Uh, 22%, but yeah, 78% of furry artwork is just not pornographic. Right. But you've got that small amount that are out there throwing it out there, completely screwing it up yeah. for everybody else, along with now we've got media. Yeah, but here's where you've got a bit of a contradiction, and that comes into play with me trying to get a furry interview. Yeah. You told me that you felt that the reason why I was getting pushback was because my show is on fetish. I dig that completely. I get that. But why is there such a huge presence of furries on FetLife? I don't know that side, sorry. Okay, FetLife is like Facebook for fetish. Mm -hmm. So it has absolutely every fetish imaginable and things you probably can't imagine. And it's, it's a community and people talk and like I said, it's like Facebook and you make friends. And so there's a huge furry presence on there, which was where I went to talk to everybody about you know, coming on the show, mm-hmm. and I still, and I understand why, mm-hmm. I understand the reason why they push back, yeah. but if you're going to be on a fetish website and you want to be recognized 
as not having a sexual element, yep. you got a big problem. I mean, their fetishes may be completely uncoupled from them being uh, furries. I mean, uh, that's just uh, they can one can be both a per- pervert and a, and a furry, but uh, that doesn't make furry a perversion. And uh, I agree, but if you're going to put in groups and have separate areas on a fetish website for furs, it's not. It, it, you got to understand, it's not. People who have separate fetishes. Mm. This is just for furries to get together and oh. talk and do their thing, and what it teaches people how you know it's done, and it, it's very informative. It's a lovely little group of people. Mm. But if you don't want to be associated with the sexual misconception, why have it on a fetish website? I don't know. I can't speak to. I can't speak about that. No, I know, but I'm just saying it's like this is this is where the problem comes into play. That if you want to be recognized yeah. as genuinely not having anything to do with the fetish community, and I can see why, because I mean, I I get it. It's yeah. it's more along the lines of, like you said, it's more along the lines of trekkies than it is got anything to do with sex. And you go to a, like I said, you go to Comic Con, people aren't you know, jumping each other in the corners. If you're going to do that, why are you associating yourself with the fetish community at all? It, it, to me, that makes no sense. You guys are, you're putting out mixed signals. I'm, I'm not doing that. I mean, I can't speak about those people. This, mm-hmm. uh, this, is, this is actually news to me. I don't know why that is. Um, I can only guess. Furry communities are furry subgroups or furry things, furry, furry subreddits, furry sub, some things are spreading out everywhere. Furries are present in the entire internet. Let's let's make. This. Oh, absolutely! Let's they are they are everywhere. They're not going anywhere. So you guys might as well get used to it. It's not. And and why should they? Given that that furries are everywhere, they will eventually form their own section of any website, of any community, of any uh, of any social media thing ever. It's just like inherently furry thing. That's what we do. No matter what social media platform, you're going to find a group of furries. You, it, it just, because that's what they do. It's, it's like little clicks. It's no, it's no different, like you said, than being a Trekkie. There's going to be separate little Trekkie groups. But my, all my point is, is if you're out there and you're listening to this, you can't overly complain when you've got that group that's sitting there in a fetish setting you see what i mean it's like okay i dig that they're there and i dig that they're their own little group but if we go by the premise that the reason why and i was like verbally attacked when i went to talk to them like they they went berserk and i get it i know why i wasn't offended oh they they complained oh let's see Oh, they came at me. They were pissed off. How dare you come into our community? How dare you ask for an interview? Everyone in the media is scum. Obviously, you're scum. I mean, it, it was just, it was crazy. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll back slowly. I'll do my Kool-Aid walk backwards out of the room. It's okay. <laughs> Relax. But if you're on this fetish, which is where I was, I was approaching them on a fetish website, you can't turn around and say to me, well, I'm not coming on your show because it's all about fetish. Do you see what I mean? It was like you're sending out mixed signals to those of you who are on FetLife. That's all I'm saying. I see. I don't want to get involved in that. So I, uh, oh, of course not, Cindy. I don't expect you to. You weren't there. You don't know what the deal is. And we don't know what – we really don't know what their group is. Yeah. They could be completely sexualized. We don't know. Yeah. 
I just don't see why this is why this is relevant to uh, being a furry. I was just trying to make the point that if you're going to be on a fetish website, don't get yeah. pissed when someone's going, okay, we want to talk to you to see what it is you guys are about. They are, they are probably a real teeny tiny amount of what furries really are. We know furries have nothing to do with sex. Get that through your heads, you guys. This has no, got nothing to do with all the crap that you see on TV, all the articles that you're reading about yiffing and scritching and all this other crap. That's Hollywood. Yeah. That's got nothing to do with the community itself. I mean, people are getting it. Every now and then there's still a uh, an article from a journalist who just didn't care to inform her, him or herself. But people seem to get it. Even journalists seem to get it. Even scandal, even people who are just uh, scandal mongers get it. I, I don't. I don't think there is that much to get it though. I mean, it's, it's there really isn't, and I think that's the biggest misconception. Yeah, is the fact that everybody thinks there. Even I did. I that was the reason why I was dying to get an interview with a furry. What makes a furry tick? Yeah. What's going on inside their head? Yeah. What you know? What is it about furries? When you peel away very few layers, by the way, there's nothing there. There is literally nothing there. You have people who enjoy being whatever animal that they identify with. Yeah. There is no difference between that and someone who dresses up like one of the members of KISS or, you know, and goes to a KISS convention or a KISS concert. Yeah. You wouldn't look at them and go, I'm like, well, actually, some people would probably look at anybody who dresses up yeah. as anything as being stupid <laughs> or weird or whatever. I mean, you go to Comic-Con, I'm quite sure there's a lot of people that roll their eyes at that. Yeah. But it's. It's not, it's so inane. There's nothing scary. There's nothing gross. There is no, you know, sexuality involved in it. It's simply a bunch of people who enjoy in any form. Obviously, we now, because you've just told me there's different forms of, okay, some people dress up, some people don't. It's just enjoying that animal. What yeah. the heck is wrong with that? It's funny that this even can still be hyped up as a scandal. It's because it's different. It's because you're dressing up as animals. That's all it is. It's it's. Because, well, we've somehow in in our culture have said, okay, well, it's okay if you dress up like this, but it's not okay if you dress up like this. It it it's stupid. Yeah. And because we have had a, this very bad start with uh, yeah with. <laughs> Scandal-prone uh, shows like CSI and stuff. And, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. and again, remember, anytime you're watching something like that, well, they did a whole thing on BDSM that wasn't even close. Yeah. you got to remember, it's Hollywood. They're there to make you tune in or go to the movie. Yeah. That's their job. Or read the article. Yeah. That's what they're there to do. <laughs> Plain and simple. So you've got to be able to look at things from a broader perspective. And, and to, to every, every person who doesn't just care to inform themselves before writing this stuff or before putting this stuff out. This has real-life consequences. I know people who, huge quotation marks here, came out as being a furry to, I don't know, to their parents or stuff or to their family, and their family just went berserk, disowned them just completely. Oh, you've got suicides. We've got people committing suicide because people don't understand about furries. It's ridiculous. This is not how we should be behaving. Yeah. Just to get it into context, it's just like if people would commit suicide over admitting to their parents to being an anime fan. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's just this same level of, of absurdity. I'm personally... I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I got nothing. It's, 
Because it's ridiculous how we pick and choose what's okay and what isn't, and five minutes from now, it's going to change. That's why people will phone me and go, you know, am I normal? What the hell is normal? Give me a definition of normal, because it's not the Merriam-Webster definition, because my definition of normal is going to be different from yours, which is going to be different from the next guy's. Who the hell cares? If you're trying to keep up with society, good luck. You might as well just go bash your head against a cement wall, because they're going to change their mind every two minutes. I see that. I mean, besides of my furry aspect, I'm actually kind of a normal guy. If you if you'd know me, you'd just say, oh, no, what an average guy. What an average guy that is. I'm astonishingly... Seriously, I will tell you for a fact that I saw him because he had his cam on when we started this. He looks like a totally normal average guy. He's not weird looking. He's he's actually quite good looking. He's a nice guy. You wouldn't know, you know, like he's not running around with ears and paws. And <laughs> it's not what this is. He's just a guy, the same as you guys are. Yeah. So you like foxes. So what? foxes are actually a very beautiful animal. Yeah. I mean, this. So what? Yeah. I mean, a fox is actually a kind of a kind of a looked down upon animal in the family because it's so average. Uh, every or every you, you can't. Everybody wants to be. A, everybody's a fox. Everybody, it's like the, the name Smith. You can, yeah, exactly. You can't go <laughs> in the fandom without hitting a fox. They're everywhere. But but I don't care. I don't. The whole point is to identify with the animal. These people aren't just going, hmm, I think I'll be a bear today. It, it's not what this is. Yeah, seriously, I mean, it's not about a creativity. I mean, it, 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 if, it was, if it was about uh, being creative and choosing your, uh, your persona or something, then I, I don't know, I could be some sort of sea slug or something. The, the sea slug doesn't, uh, it has no aesthetic appeal to me. Yeah. Did you see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy, but I have seen like promos, so I know that you've got sir you've got there's a fox in there, is there not? A little dude? It's a raccoon actually, but uh, Oh he's a raccoon, that's close it. Enough. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. Isn't a raccoon another one that's pretty much passe because it's boring now? <laughs> Isn't everybody a raccoon too? Yeah, it's kind of edgy. Yeah, it's, uh, but nobody uh, raises an eyebrow when you mention it in the fandom that if you'd mentioned that you're a raccoon. Oh, we tend to think a wolf is another one too. Yeah, wolf. Uh, wolf is like huge. Everybody's a wolf. Yeah, mostly uh, prey animals are not that uh, on vogue right now. Why is that? Uh, actually, I have no clue. I, I don't Does it come from a domination submission thing? Like if I'm a wolf, I can now take your fox ass? <laughs> No, I don't think so. I mean, rabbits are kind of kind of common, actually. What about cats? Cats have got to be common. Cats, yeah. yeah, cats are pretty popular with uh, with women. Which makes sense because felines are very very female. They're very they look very female. They have very female features, so you can see why women would identify with cats. Yeah. But what I'm trying to figure out is. What's the difference between the crazy cat lady who really likes cats and has 500 cats and someone who is a furry cat? One could be a crazy cat lady and a furry. I I don't think we discriminate against crazy cat lady. I'm just trying to figure out what the difference is between someone who loves dogs or someone who loves cats or someone who loves horses and someone who then wants to become that because that's how they feel deep inside I mean, that's that's just it that's the that's the uh, that's the difference that's is because di- because you feel that animal yeah i mean not every furry wants to be that other animal though it's just like you have an a an above average interest in that specific animal in in, in the design of the animal in the aesthetics of it all 
And I think that's what I'm finding kind of interesting is the fact that you don't dress up. Do you become a fox when you're with other furries? Are you a fox person? Like, in other words, is Cinta a fox? So if people were to talk to you, they automatically assume you're a fox. No, no, it's it's not nothing like that. It's a we kind of playfully uh, uh, mention that we are this species and that species and play around with uh, those words, but n- n- it's not nothing like uh, people just in the fandom assume that I'm a fox or, or I pretend to be a fox. I just I know that I'm human, but I don't know if I necessarily want to be. That's the thing. But as do all furries know they're human. Let's 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 okay. dispel that too. They're not walking around meowing at people. Yeah. Okay. It's it's got. <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not have them thinking that because that's not what this is and that's what we're trying to figure out here is if it's they're not walking around meowing at people this isn't something where they're a fox 24 hours a day yeah. there exists a section of the furry fandom which are called furians and those oh. actually do make it some kind of a religious thing it, it exists Oh, very interesting. Yeah, who think that deep inside they are species X, Y, and Z. I actually don't know Ethereum, but I know about them. So are they the ones that really get into it? They're the ones that are really immersing themselves into the animal. As I as I as I said, I don't know any Ethereans, but I imagine that they immerse themselves in, into uh, their animal. I, I know that I'm a human, and to think otherwise would strike me as wishful thinking. Well, and if you sit down and think about furries, let's take it as a religion. Let's say it's Christianity. Look at how many offshoots you have of Christianity. Absolutely. So saying furry is like saying I'm Christian. Yeah. No, and actually no. Because it's like you've got 50 million things underneath the word Christian yeah. that any that you could be. Yeah. Okay, I see that. It's the exact same thing. So you say I'm a furry. Well, there's a million different things that you could be participating in yeah. that another furry might not. Yeah, that's so in other words, I could be, I could be Catholic, yeah. and someone else could be, you know, Presbyterian. Yeah, that's true. But you're both Christian. Yeah, yeah, but Ethereans are just a very small fraction of furry fandom, and it still raises an eyebrow when you mention that. Oh, I, by the way, I'm Ethereum. So does it raise an eyebrow within the furry community itself? Yeah, actually, yeah. Does it really? Yes, it's a. a oh, really? You're you're Ethereum. Okay, that's interesting. Tell me about that. That sort of raising of an eyebrow. So Ethereum is just what would you what would you describe Ethereum as being as you know it? I mean, this is in your opinion because you don't know a lot about it, but you've you know of it. So what is it to you? Okay, I, I, Those people do what? Yeah, first of all, I don't want to offend anybody if, if this no, actually absolutely not. any to any Ethereum, and I I misrepresent you here. I want to put it out there that I actually don't know any Therians, and I'm sorry if I get it wrong, but I think I know that Therians tend to be kind of religiously involved in thinking that they are yeah, a certain species that a biologist would take issue with. Uh, uh. Ah, I see. So, so is it that they kind of become both animal and human and it becomes its own thing? Yeah, so it's kind of, as I understand it, uh, it's mm-hmm. kind of like transsexualism. It's, uh, it's okay, it's I gotcha. Transspecism. Transspeciesism. See, for as you, you can sit there and say, okay, I am not a fox, I'm a human being. Yeah. They're actually taking it and melding the two and saying I'm both human and fox. Well, maybe some would even go so far as to say, I'm just like transsexual people. I'm not a woman, I'm actually a man or 
vice versa. They could say, no, I am not a human. I am actually, in fact, this or that species. That's really interesting. I just, I find all this extremely interesting because it's not what everyone thinks. Yeah, I mean, there is actually a rich subculture. We are the only fandom ever to not be dependent on some sort of medium. I mean, the Star Trek community is dependent upon the Star Trek... The machine, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah, the Star production machine to sort of come out with things. Yes. Yeah, I get what you mean. We are completely uncoupled by any any narrative. Right, in other words, you don't... There is no furry movie that everyone's following. There is no... They are, in and of themselves, their own thing. Yeah. They don't have to have someone to follow. There isn't a king furry. Yeah. Actually, no, there are popular furries, though, I mean, but, uh, yeah, every subculture has that. We tend to make our own stuff. Uh, we tend to produce our own artwork. We tend to be kind of fans of our own stuff. Most furries, I guess, have kind of a pro-attitude towards Disney movies or towards uh, Guardians of the Galaxy now, uh, but... There's nothing, no no narrative wrapping the whole thing together. It's just, you can make whatever you want. And people do, and that's actually kind of a thing I find, I take issue with. I, I think uh, many furries tend to create their personas and their characters with just wings, and they have they have purple polka dots everywhere. And it's, uh, so they become mythical creatures. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. To me, I, I, I don't need that. My persona is just fox. I mean, why do I have to have, I don't know, wings? And... I would tend to think the girls do that more. <laughs> we like to do stuff like that. <laughs> Let's put wings. Let's put, you know, little horns. Let's make it cute. <laughs> I that would make it more unique. The cat with wings is going to stand out from another cat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's kind of their own... Um, their individuality, their own uniqueness. Yes, outstanding feature that makes them distinguishable from uh, from other personas. But some people try too hard. And you mentioned before that a lot of people start to identify with becoming a furry or being a furry from watching... Like you said, Disney movies and... God, there's all kinds of stuff out there, obviously, that you can completely i mean you can look at bambi and thumper if you want to i know that you guys would probably take offense to the word escape but i don't mean it in the sense of oh i want to completely walk away from my life i don't see that there's any difference between immersing yourself in your off hours Mm -hmm. as a furry and immersing yourself into another hobby yeah it's a way for you guys to not only blow off steam, but it's a creative outlet. That's true. I mean, as I said, I don't use very for some sort of escapism. I kind of want to stay away from escapism as far as I can, since I don't think it's healthy. But the fact is, it's, it's a truism to say that I want to be a different species. That's, mm-hmm. that's just, as a matter of fact, it's true. So if a genie came down and said, I'm granting you three wishes, your first wish would be, I want to be a fox. Yeah, that's exactly how I put it, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be a fox mentally. Ah, so you want to maintain a human, uh, the ability to think as a human, but be physically a fox. Yeah, that would be the ideal scenario. Yeah, I mean, that's very odd, that's very stories there's very stuff just in every kind of arts in every medium you can think of the sculptures there are people who do costuming and it's just an entire culture now it has Mm -hmm. leaps and bounds and is 
the anime fandom probably puts out a little bit more artwork, but besides the uh, anime fandom, I think we are the ones who make the most fan art ever. I agree with that, because you do see, that's what I mean, the artwork that is out there that seems to go hand in hand with the furry community is stunning. And I'm not talking the porn, because that's just gross. I'm talking the the true art yeah. of some of the most beautiful creatures. And I'm going to say creatures because, like you said, some of them aren't just a fox. Some of them are mythical creatures. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's that's exactly my, my take on things. I think once you get it, there's no wiggle room then. People can still avoid the label furry, but there are probably, as I see it, there are there should be a large section of the of, of the general populace that is actually furry and just isn't recognizing the label. Or it could be that yeah, they don't realize that all this time they've been identifying, and I've noticed that with, with some of the teens that have done some research with as far as furries are concerned, it's hard for them because they're, for a lot of people, there's no word for it. They don't realize that the two are connected. Well, how come I have this affinity towards an eagle? And I can't understand why, and it's not just, oh, yeah, that's a pretty eagle. Mm-hmm. I just, I have some sort of deep bond to them. Yeah. I can't figure out why. But then they don't seem to really want to be bothered to pursue it. In the case of the teenagers, a lot of them finally figure it out. And then you have the stigma of, I'm a furry. That's the problem, is the word furry has now taken on a bad name. It's like to say I'm furry is now like saying, you know, you're a serial killer. It's like, come on. And that's what's causing this anxiety with these kids because, well, it, like I said, it's, it's, it's almost equivalent. I'm not comparing the two, but it's almost equivalent to being gay and coming out. You tell somebody and they go, what are you nuts? And now this poor child is like, but wait, <laughs> but I had it figured out. Yeah. And now you're telling me it's bad. And this is where you're ending up with the suicides again. Yeah, I see that. I, I mean, I personally know people in the furry community who just partake in everything. They go to furry conventions. They stay on the furry forums. They mm-hmm. tweet on furry... They just message on furry message boards. They love furry art, and they hang their walls with all kinds of beautiful furry art. But when you ask them, are you a furry? They just have this aversion to the label. They will not... Mm-hmm. They will never accept mm-hmm. label furry, even if they are for all intents and purposes, very. It's just out of fear, fear of repercussions. No, I, I know what you mean. It's it's that it's a social stigma yeah. that if you if you are a furry, then obviously there's something wrong with you mentally. Yeah. And it couldn't be farther from the truth. It's there's no like we said, there's no difference between being a furry and you know being a trekkie or being involved in just about. Anything else, you have those who get into it really extreme, who, like you said, just are on every message board and are doing absolutely crazy. There are others who just keep it, you know, on the down low. There are people who have lost jobs over it. it it's so stupid. What do you care? If this person's doing a good job, what the hell do you care if he goes home and sticks a pig nose on? What does it matter? Yeah, I see that. I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that myself. I mean, to certain people... In my life, I will not mention that I'm furry. Mm-hmm. I, I know that they will immediately have this negative 
ad hoc knee-jerk reaction to me saying that I'm a furry. Because immediately they go to fursuit, full 100% costume, yeah. and obviously you're insane. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. I mean, Because who in their right mind does that? Well, what's the difference between you coming home and having a drink, buddy? There's no – when you really sit down and think about it, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the most – You enjoy it. It's the most naive thing ever. I mean, we – just yesterday, actually – we had a, a regulars table here, a furries regulars table. What's that? A, a regulars table? Isn't that the right word? Uh, some place where we can regularly meet. Oh, like a like you just had like a, a local furry meeting with everybody, like physically getting together, not just online. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. In my part of Germany, I'm German, by the way. Furry, Germany has the second largest uh, furry community, but I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, we had this uh, table and we had this uh, meetup and some people wanted to suit walk, wanted to walk with their suits around town and mm-hmm. did it. And people imagine that people would give ourselves uh, weird looks and stuff. Actually, when we are in costume, when people are in just costume, they don't do that. It's mostly taken as some sort of curiosity, surely, but kids just love it. Uh, I was going to say, if you if you take a look at you guys in full, if, for those who do get dressed up in full, yeah. um, in the full costume, then, yeah, like, it would seem to me to be very fun. Like, in other words, people are going to come up and want to shake your paw, and they're going to, you know, you can play with the little kids, and it, it allows you, I would think, more ability to be that character when you're out intermingling with what we in the BDSM community call vanilla people who are just, you know, regular average everyday people. And it allows you to be that character, yet it's not threatening. For example, if I walked out in full Dom regalia down the street and I'm covered in corset and leather and, you know, latex, everybody's going to go, what the hell? Yeah. But dressed as an animal you're going to be less threatening. Yeah, and that's just uh, those suit walks where we walk out in the street and just entertain people. That's the entire purpose of having a fursuit, to my knowledge. When you think about that, then to me the thought of uh, ha- getting a fursuit somewhere time in the future is actually not unappealing. I think that's right, because that would be fun. That would be a blast to get dressed up and go out and, yeah. you know, you can be that character and you can intermix with people and make people laugh and... Yeah. And it would be wonderful. Yeah, I've, I've seen people relish the presence of this animal, and we went through the zoo, and people were taking pictures, and kids. Oh, that's awesome! Kids, were, you guys went through the zoo. That's a <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> and people <laughs> asked us if we were part of the part of the zoo, if we were, if we were yeah. employees there. Uh, but, uh, but here's but here's where it goes wrong is that if the the minute if you guys had stopped at a group and said we're furries now they would have all downcast at you they all would have looked at you and went oh no no they're crazy yeah. but because you're not saying you're a furry it's okay that's ridiculous actually that's kind of true if we just got rid of the label furry just this word yep. and we remained doing what we would do then the controversy would some would just stop there wouldn't be something to be weirded out about. Exactly. Yeah. Because no one freaks out when the, the mascot of the football thing comes out, like when the mascot comes running out onto the field, because in the States, everybody's got little furry animals as their mascots for different sports groups. So that's okay. Yeah. But if we said, wait a minute, your mascot's a furry, everybody would go, oh, well, no, I, I no, we'd get rid of it. 
And there has, it's so stupid. Yeah, and there has been some weird thing where publishers and people who put out games and videos and stuff will actually uh, avoid publishing anything related with anthropomorphic anim animals. And mm -hmm. Of this stigma, because people post in comments about how closed out they are that this movie is has contains furries. This movie has a furry in it. Oh no, I just will not watch it. Which makes no sense because I don't see the threat. Yeah, and other than other than okay, we've got this humongous misconception which we're trying desperately to to squash. In what I ask you, if you're sitting here right now thinking, God, this is all nuts. You people are crazy. But who are they hurting? What do you care? They're not doing anything wrong. There is no difference between them and anyone else. It's, it seems so stupid to have such a hate for the cutest little animal. It's, it's, it's so weird. To me, it seems more weird to be freaked out by them. Like, what is your problem? If you, unless you're, like, scared of clowns or something, unless you're scared of big furry animals, that's okay. I dig that because people have phobias. But other than that, why would your attitude change if I told you that the cat that's all dressed up on the corner, who's playing with kids and having fun and making people laugh, I turned around and said, she's a furry. Oh, well, now it's disgusting because obviously she's a pedophile and trying to attract kids. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That says more about your mind than it does about anybody else. For some people, it gets even weirder than that. Some people actually spend their free time, their time they got available to them at their expense. Just So they, they literally live to take a furry down somehow. Yeah. I mean, I've written, I've messaged people who just claim that if they can somehow hurt a furry's feeling, that then that will make their day. That's what they live for. Like I said, there are people who are waiting for some furry persona become, to become popular and then drawing it up all stabbed and decapitated and yeah and posting it so it's not even just the sex stuff you guys have to deal with you're dealing with people that literally would love to kill your character or kill you yeah actually yeah that's disgusting why because you want to be a fox yeah. i realize i'm a logical person but it's just to me i don't it's the same as it's right i'm sorry now we're getting into the realms of complete you know prejudice and, and forms of racism where Okay, you don't have to like what a furry is doing. You don't have to. Nobody's asking you to. Yeah. But to then take that and turn it into a form of hate? Why? To me, I find all of this completely counterproductive. And I know there's going to be people out there who this is just what they do. They enjoy knocking people down. These are your bullies. But these are also the reason why people kill themselves. You guys are the ones who I'm quite sure if a furry committed suicide in front of you, you would think it was great. Again, says more about you than it does about the furry. Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, no fandom I'm aware of has this much haters. And probably the bronies. And bronies and furries have sort of this weird intersection uh, where some bronies are furries, some furries are bronies, but I don't care. And let's let's explain what's a brony, because that's, that's a completely separate thing. Bronies... Yep are essentially, it's it's more of a male thing, because there's, there's more males into being a brony than there are females, although there are some females. And what are bronies? Bronies are fans of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's uh, male fans, male, mostly adults fans of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. I've tried to get into the show, but it's not my cup of tea, I guess. Because mm -hmm. um, it is still, it's it's a children's show. Yeah. Right? Let's get that straight. It's not like some 
pornographic My Little Pony. No. It's not an adult My Little Pony. No. It's a children's cartoon. No. Do we know what a brony gets out of it? I don't know. They're just... If, if you ask a brony, why do you watch My Little Pony, then you get just get this uh, general ideas like, uh, this, this show is just awesome, just look at it. It's, I mean, it's awesomely animated, and, uh, and and it's just so happy, look at it. I mean, yeah, it's mostly this sort of naivete that gets them hooked, I guess. And again, who are they hurting? I don't know. Nobody. Like, so what? So, so they enjoy, like, there's no difference between a brony and a Trekkie. I mean, they challenge those uh, typical gender and age roles where wherein uh, males don't watch Little Ponies and old people don't watch cartoons and that's sort of a thing that's kind of edgy, but not really. But if that's edgy, oh my God. Like, it, seriously. Yeah. Like, so what? Okay, people would go, yeah, but it sounds pedophilic. This is the problem. Whenever you get into something with little animals and adults, people run to pedophilia. Because, well, you can't possibly be involved in this unless you're trying to attract a child. Nothing could be farther from the truth from bronies or furries or anybody. I mean, it just, it's ridiculous. And bronies and furries are a different, different kind of people. Completely different, yeah. They're they're two different beasts, completely. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, but it's possible for a furry to be a brony and for a brony to be a furry. That's just, sure, you can be both. Yeah, it's just like it's possible to be a draggy and... And, mm-hmm. and an enemy, uh, how, do you, how do they call themselves, an otaku, and to be furry. And furry's compatible with pretty much anything. And actually, that's what makes people kind of angry at us, since we tend to annex things. There is furry Sherlock Holmes comic. There's furry Sherlock Holmes artwork. And furry. Oh, that's cool. And furry Star Trek artwork. And furry anything artwork. You should do a furry CSI artwork. <laughs> do it the way it was it, supposed to be done. I, Take on CSI and rip them. I promise you, this exists. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm glad they did it. <laughs> the, the last uh, Euroference is, is a convention, the biggest convention in Europe, run under the name CSI Berlin. Oh, I love it. Just piss them off. just to. <laughs> I love it. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, probably by now they recognize that they screwed up. I don't think they care. <laughs> no, and, and, and even if they cared, they could, they can't undo the damage they, they've caused. All you can do is try to set the record straight and show that, yes, okay, there are furries. There are furries that do a million different things. Or, furries are just as unique as anybody else. It doesn't matter what we do or what we get involved in or what we enjoy. Somebody is going to find fault with it. Yeah, I mean, as, it's okay to be involved in anything as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. But none of us do hurt anyone, and yet we still pick at each other. Yeah, that's true. And that's stupid. <laughs> I have no better word for that. Do you find that in the furry community that there's still a little bit of that? In other words, like, do certain furs not like other furs for doing something different? Like in every way of avenue of life, there is different worldviews, different things, just different different personalities, different outlooks on what furry is to them. And yeah, people take issue with stuff. Uh, I just recently saw a, a fur affinity group. Fur affinity is the most popular furry artwork site. And this group was entitled was titled Creationist First. I would take issue with that, I think. Why the heck does a Creationist First group exist? Uh, and does this even have followers? Oh, 13 people. Okay, good. 
But I take issue with those people if I've, if I've met them. There isn't, uh, the furry community isn't without prejudice, but it's close to actually, since race doesn't really matter. I mean, if the species doesn't even matter, why would the race? But I'm thinking, are there, for example, obviously you're going to have some furries who do enjoy the sexual aspect of it. Oh. Are they looked down upon by those who don't? I mentioned to some they are looked down upon, but most People just shrug their shoulders and go on with their lives. And so there you go. Learn from a furry. Yeah. Shrug your shoulders and move on with your life. Shut up and don't worry about it. It's got nothing to do with you. You know, the furry's not humping your leg. Just move along. Like, don't let it go. The, the weirdest thing probably to most people would be that in the furry community, there is a chunk of people who genuinely wish to be another species. That's weird to, to most people. And I kind of understand that. I mean... From my point of view, I don't understand how you forever remaining human could possibly satisfy you, but that's just because I can't get out of my head. But what's the difference between that and someone who really wants to be something? It, like, it doesn't matter. I'm saying something as in it could be anything. Yeah, that's true. What's wrong with them wanting to be this animal? Okay, you're in human form. It's not going to happen. But, okay, we may not understand why they want to do it, but who cares? Actually, I think most people do understand, would understand. If, I would. That I would. If, who, who wouldn't want to change who they are and be something else? Yeah, especially if you if that something else is appealing to you is yeah. I mean, uh, in, in Germany we have a poet called Rainer Maria Rilke. This guy has written a poem about some uh, about a statue. It's called Archaic Torso of Apollo. In in this poem he describes just this beautiful statue. This statue is amazing. Look at this statue. It's gorgeous. And in the last paragraph, in the last sentence, is you have to change your life, just out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, nowhere, he says to himself in this poem, you've got to change your life. That's kind of the attitude I got towards anthropomorphic creatures. I mean, I look at them and I think, my goodness, i got to change my life. Since I saw Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm making sport again. It's a motivator to me. In what way? In a very, in, in kind of an existential kind of way, since I can't look at certain specific kind of artwork or without feeling kind of subpar, without feeling, uh, why isn't this available? Why haven't I got a tail? And I think that's probably felt by most furries. It's the same thing. You sit there going, oh, what would it be like to have that beautiful tail? Yeah. What would it be like to have those beautiful ears? Yeah. It's for most furries I know that say it like that. For most furries like I know it's exactly like you said. And, and when we think about it, we're surrounded. I don't see how furries could never have existed. As babies, what's the first thing you do? You go out and buy them a little stuffed bear. Yeah, that's true. You buy them a little stuffed tiger or something. You, like Kids usually end up with 50 billion stuffed animals. Yeah. So house furries aren't bigger. And I'm sure, like you said, they probably there's probably many more that don't know they are furries. Or just would never, ever accept this label. Oh, well, the, yeah, the label, unfortunately, the word furry is going to leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth, okay. thanks to the media and everything else that's gone on and, and the furry haters and whatever. Furry now is like being gay. You say gay, and, and although we're getting better... Yep. There's still a lot of people that will go, you know, well, I'm not gay. Yeah, and that's, I, I'm not, it, it's like, so what? Yeah, seriously. And that's exactly why I want, fur, why I personally would want furries to engage in uh, the media and to engage in social things and not just to shell themselves. Well, the problem with doing that, 
when you guys push something away and say, don't look at me, what's the first human nature, human instinct? Yeah. When you cover someone's eyes and say, don't look, mm-hmm. what do they want to do? They want to look. Yeah. So the more secretive you make yourself, mm-hmm. the worse you're actually making it for yourself. Yeah. It's better to have certain representatives. If you don't want to do it, go, okay, call so-and-so because he's going to be our representative and you can do an interview with him. It, it just makes more sense to bring it out, which is the reason why I wanted to do this show for so long was bring it out, show it for what it really is so that people can go, oh, okay, whatever. That's great. You know, if someone walks away from this going, okay, yeah, whatever, I'm happy. Yeah. That- because it means it's one more person that isn't going to point a finger and go, ew. I mean, furries have grown cynical about media and bloggers and they just... But the problem is they, they act like they're characters in a way yeah. because they're like skittish animals. When you go to approach a skittish animal, what do they do? They run and hide. They're scared. Yeah. The problem with that is, though, that's what's making more people want to come and see who you are. Yeah. So it's better to come out fighting and go, no, this is who I am. You know, this is what we do. We don't care. Take it or leave it because we, we're not going to stop what we're doing. Yeah. Get over it and move on. Now, it's never going to be that easy, ever. Yeah, that's true. Because we have – it won't. <laughs> we still have an issue with gay marriage. I mean, come on. Yeah, many journalists w- will not talk to a furry or – I don't know if this is unheard of. Well, in the, Buzz, in the BuzzFeed article, you've got the one – they had furries that were going to go on MSNBC, and the, and the chick walked off laughing. She couldn't do the interview. Yeah, that's that's true. Why is that so funny? If and if it's funny, take the funny with it. Make it funny. Make people go. You know what? This is like wacky. You guys are sitting in front of me, like, and you guys can't stop. I can't stop laughing. Say it. Yeah. You know, just look and go. I can't stop laughing. But so, what's wrong with laughing? Sure. But don't go walking off and like I'm not going to do this interview. It's <laughs> stupid. What? I mean, Why? Who cares? You have a group of people sitting in front of you, all dressed up. Because I'm assuming most of them were in costume. Yeah. All dressed up. Of course, it's gonna. You're gonna think that that's funny. Go ahead and laugh, but do the interview. Yeah. I'm not saying laugh at them. Laugh with them. They're perfectly fine with you laughing. And on the other hand. Uh, As a journalist, as a professional journalist, I think that you should be able to contain yourself in some way. I wouldn't. Yeah, but then you're you're out. You're looking for professionalism, and just because they're a journalist doesn't make them professional. And the whole point was she cracked up when she learned that they were educated, employed adults dressing up in animal yeah. costumes. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Just for one second, can I remind everybody that there's this wacky little holiday that's celebrated in most countries called Halloween? Goodness. How come that's not funny? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, I mean... So is it okay if if I have a group of people sitting in front of me who are dressed up like Dracula and a witch and whatever? That's okay? Yeah. But it's not okay to stand in front... But what what if it's Halloween and you've got a group of furries? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, and most people are just focusing on the fursuits. That's the thing. That's another major misconception about furries is that it is about the fursuits. It isn't. It's... For some... Okay, let's be fair. For some... It is. For some, some people do like going full out, but so what? Yeah. I, I still say, I don't see how you can stay in those. It's not like you're going to be in it for eight hours. Oh, yeah. I, you, it's like being in a sauna. <laughs> I'd say that uh, furry itself isn't about the fursuits. It's how you feel inside. Yeah. The suit is irrelevant. The suit is like, 
you know, if someone feels like Santa Claus, you can feel like Santa Claus in jeans and a jacket. You don't have to put on the full suit and the beard. You can still, you know what I mean? It's it's the same. It's how you're feeling inside. The suit is sort of yeah. an added bonus. And I, I, I want to mention something. For some people, it isn't even about how they feel inside or how they, uh, for some people, it is actually just a hobby. Those people exist and those people are buries as far as I'm concerned. For them, it's even less relevant than for, for me. Well, that's, I mean, that's the whole basis of the word fan, fanatic. Yeah. That's what it comes from. Yeah. So some people are going to be off the chart, go absolutely crazy with it, yeah. and others aren't. Yeah. But it doesn't make either one less or more of a furry. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the same thing with everything else. So there you have it. Not the scintillating scandal-filled community others would like you to believe. Even I was dismayed to find no skeletons, no freaky fetishes, just people enjoying associating themselves with a particular animal. Whether it be a true anthropomorphic furball or a mythical creature created by the imagination, it's simply people relating to one another based on their interest in the animal kingdom. Sure, there will always be offshoots of any community that will take it to the extreme. I've heard of some furries who are looking to have actual tails put on by plastic surgeons. And as well, we all know, everybody's going to shove sex into just about anything. But is it really surprising that given our love for holidays such as Halloween or the endless bombardment of sweet little furry creatures in movies, on TV, or now online, that some of us would find solace in our love of animals? You may not understand the reasons behind why someone finds themselves deeply attracted to one animal or another, but yours isn't to approve or disapprove. The fact that these people are harassed and sent pictures of their personas being mutilated and mauled That's what should outrage you. Think about it. If someone were to send you a picture of yourself, mutilated and mauled, you'd be running to the cops. And the fact that some people are committing suicide because they once again don't fit in should make you want to reach out and hug a furry, not raise an eyebrow. On a recent episode of TLC's Strange Addiction, they covered a young woman who had a significant death in her life. She turned to her fursona for comfort. Her family thought she was going crazy. The episode broke my heart. It wasn't that she was acting strange or was meowing at people. Like I said, she was a perfectly normal person. But she spent hours and hours creating fur suits and fur accessories. Stunning tails and paws and ears and full fur suits in some cases. But instead of encouraging her obvious artistic abilities, her family made her seek a therapist. But even her therapist, thank God, said she was fine. Once again, all I ask by bringing you these episodes and exposing you to different fetishes, kinks, and lifestyles is that you educate yourself so that you don't disparage what you don't understand. And at the very worst, you may say, that's not for me, and simply move on with your life. I want to thank Cinta for being such a gracious guest. And of course, thank you, my dear listeners, for supporting In Bed with Dr. Sue. Be sure to read my latest articles on thedrsuereview.com, including the latest, Submissive or Sucker. And, of course, stay tuned to inbedwithdrsue.com for all my podcasts, past and present. You can also read my latest article for Kinky Magazine's Cuckold Corner at kinkymagazine.com. That's kink, the letter E, magazine.com. 
Links to iTunes and all my social media is available at both of my websites. Remember to uplift and inspire those around you. And of course, the most important thing of all, be happy.